This is a Rooster Teeth production. This is episode 23. Uh, last time it was the Austin Java Redemption episode where we sat in a park and talked about Uno 2 and DVD testing hell. Um, yeah. Did we like Austin Java? No. <laughs> I can't remember. No, no. Gus was mad about the yellow, right? Yeah. yeah. Purple yellow, yeah. yeah. But now we're at the, the hideout on Congress, so... Um, I'll let you guys go for it, and then I got a couple of prompts, so we should be good. Yeah, so we're... we're hey, the, uh, good morning, Gus. Hey, good I hear I've been forgetting morning, that. Joe. I want to make sure I don't tell We are at the hideout on Congress, which is next door to our one of our old offices, uh, which is no longer there. It's a hotel now. I think this is the first time I've been back to the hideout since we left, not because I dislike the hideout or anything. I love the hideout. Uh, just, I don't come downtown here really to this part of downtown anymore, especially not in the morning where you typically drink coffee. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, I think I've been to like an improv show here once or mm. twice since mm-hmm. we worked here. Uh, but similarly to me, even when I lived downtown, like, uh, I lived in a condo downtown for a couple of years, uh, back there, but there were coffee shops close, yeah. very close to where I lived. It, it wasn't convenient to get even here. Even before our studio was here next door, uh, I used to work downtown before Rooster Teeth yeah. and I worked, you know, right over here, kind of, uh, just down the street on this block. And I would come here all the time. Even back then I worked at that office from like 2000 to 2002, I think, uh-huh. uh, I spent time, you know, we had a building over here, uh, kind of close to sixth and Congress, another building over there, kind of close to seventh and Brazos and, uh, some of the old, like, there's some like old RTAAs about my time working over there. <laughs> and it's funny coming back here and seeing like some of the stuff that hasn't changed. I remember once back in like, God, I don't know when it was 99 or no, 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 no. It was 2000 or 2001. We, um, opened up this second building. Like that was kind of like across the block from the first building we worked at. Uh huh. And we had to like connect the networks of the, I worked IT back then. We had to like connect the networks of the two buildings. And it was a huge pain in the pain in the ass just because we weren't sure how we we're going to do it. And someone had the bright idea of buying like this, this laser that you could aim uh, and connect the two networks that way. So we put a laser on the roof of one of the buildings and, uh, we had to put like the uh, the corresponding laser on the side of the other building, but it was like I was like twenty two or twenty three, had no idea how to do it, so <laughs> we just rented a cherry picker and like a bunch of cones and some high vis vests, and like at three in the morning one night, me and my coworkers just showed up here and like coned off a, a section of the street. And like started directing traffic, and one of us like got in the cherry picker and installed this laser on the side of a building. And when we were driving around, I put po- I pointed it out that laser's still there on the side of the building. <laughs> it's been tw- over twenty years; it's still just hanging out there on the side of the building. So we installed it right. Do you know what I remember? Do you think it's still there or still there and in commission? Oh, I doubt it's still working because it's probably just nobody. Like nope. that company got sold five times right. since then. I'm sure nobody knows what that thing is, and it's just or who even owns it. Right, it's just point. there. I would be so shocked if. The other one is still on the roof of the other building. If you're looking for one half of a free antiquated laser internet beam. It was expensive. I want to say back then it was like $30,000 for that system. Good Lord, Uh, dude. God, I remember it it was so janky. It had to be very precise. It had like a little scope on top of it, Uh like a rifle scope. So you could make sure that the two lasers were perfectly aligned and aimed so that the data connection was optimal. And at one point, one time, like one of them got bumped or jostled and they were out of sync. So like the network connection got really slow and we couldn't figure out, like we couldn't get them realigned. So I had to buy like this off the shelf consumer Wi-Fi system and get these super directional antennas and try to aim them out the windows across the block at each other. How'd that work? It, like, like shit. I mean, it was like, it was really slow and really Think about wireless technology 20 years ago, you know, it was like, it worked as a stop gap uh fix until we got the lasers realigned but man it was it was a weird wild times it's wild to think that this company that you worked for went under when they were making such smart decisions <laughs> as hiring 23 year old you to figure this shit out I, I i thought i remember when i interviewed for that job this was like when we were still working at the call center i uh i, I interviewed for this job i came down here and I had to park at the littlefield garage which is a parking garage here at sixth and congress and i was uh all dressed up fancy, you know, two, year 2000 fancy, wear like a long sleeve button up mm-hmm. shirt and a tie and shit. And uh, I parked my car in the Littlefield garage, you know, uh, hit, got in the elevator, hit the button to go to the ground floor, got to the ground floor. And when the doors opened, 
there was a dude standing there who worked at the call center. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't remember who it was, but I remember it was someone from the call center. And I'm all dressed up and I'm like, well, shit, there's no way to hide what I'm doing here. I was like, oh, hey, what's going on? And I just tried to walk away as quickly as what, I could. What was that dude doing? He's probably interviewing for the same job. No, no, he was dressed like normal. T-shirt, shorts, yeah, like normal. Uh, anyway, I came, I went to the do the job interview, interviewed with the, like, the guy who would end up being my boss, um, argued with him for an hour about uh, technology, like stupid IT nerd shit. Then he introduced me to like the CTO of the company, argued with him for another half hour, left. I was like, well, that sucks. I'm never getting that job. Yeah. And they hired me anyway. <laughs> like, oh <my> <laughs> It was an hour and a half of me telling them why their their infrastructure was stupid and why it was never going to work. And then they hired me. <laughs> and, <I was> like, <laughs> hey, and guess what? Spoiler, I was right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like when I got hired at the tech support company from by Brian, he was like, well, you don't know a lot about tech support, but you, you know a hell of a lot about Star Wars. So that's good <laughs> enough in my book. Uh, <laughs> I remember two things from that area, but I, uh, from that era of you working at that place that I want to touch on. But real quick, you you triggered one memory uh, when you said that that, that device cost $30,000. Yeah. That reminded me, when I was in the Army and we, we switched from print to digital in... 1996, I believe. The first digital cameras we got, they were just like... If you're a camera nerd, you'll you'll know what this is. But it was like a Nikon F4 body that had like a, a Kodak digital component like bolted to the back of it. And they were 16 grand each. Jesus. And so we could only afford two because wow. they were 16 Because the army was hurting for money back then. Yeah, for a phone <laughs> that is that is I- inferior in every way to your iPhone in your pocket right now. But just wild to think like how much. I remember we got our first like digital printer, like photo printer, and it was like seven grand. That's yeah. nuts. It's fucking insane. Uh, but to two things I remember about you working at, at that place. One, uh, the biggest thing that I, that I, benefit that I got from you working there was that they had a conference room with a projector in it. Yeah. And you and I would go in on Friday nights with like a six pack of beer and watch movies. Yeah. We saw Terminator 2 on like a 120 uh, inch screen way back when it was not easy to do that. No. And that was like the coolest fucking thing ever to me. Yeah. I remember uh, we, we would also watch like the uh, like the Blizzard cinematics. Like they would yep. come on a, on a DVD. You could watch like the Starcraft intro, the Diablo 2 intro, like the cutscenes. Uh, yeah, we would uh, we would do that. We would make popcorn and bring beer and just like watch movies and on this giant screen. Friday nights at Gus's office. <laughs> that co- that conference room got a lot of action from us. That's so great. It was, it's funny because we were the only ones who ever used it. We moved into that building, then they immediately laid everyone off. I, I was the only person working in that building for like a year. The, uh, and- <laughs> which brings me to my other memory of you working <laughs> at that place. Gus ended up working for a company that. Um, that was in trouble. It was around, you know, uh, and and they were laying off people left was, and right. It was like right around, right, dot-com crash. Yeah, right around the dot-com crash the, uh, when the bubble burst. And Gus uh, Gus had some level of job security uh, that I don't understand. But what it's he... because they fired everyone. <laughs> what he did was, much like the three investigators, if you remember the old book from the 60s and 70s, uh, had a secret fort that they hid under junk. Gus built a a fortress out of cubicles that had web cameras pointed at every exit. And so you couldn't approach Gus. You couldn't see him, first of all. He was 100% obscured and th- through his, like, the the may, the labyrinth uh, of uh, shit to get to him. And so he saw you coming before you could ever get to him. And so he would sit in there and play, like, Counter-Strike all day and ha- and just get alerted if it anybody... It was Unreal Tournament. Unreal, sorry, Unreal Tournament. Play an Unreal Tournament all day, and he would be alerted, like, if anybody walked into the room, and he would just shut it down. And he survived like that, I want to say, for about a year. It was a long... They, they never laid me off or fired me. I had to quit. Um, it, it's funny, because the the main door, like you said, you know, there was cameras all up and down the street. Then... Um, I pointed out that side door to you guys right before we came here. That went straight to my desk. But no one knew about that door, and no one had the badge to be able to swipe into that door. So it's like I could make uh, a quick entrance and a quick escape if I needed to <laughs> using that door, whereas the main door where everyone else came in and out of uh, or had access to uh, was a maze that was uh, that was observed all the time. It was He was so proud. Like We'd go hanging out at night, and he'd be like, dude, I installed a new camera today. There's Nobody's ever going to sneak up on rem- me again. God, I remember once, you know, they were doing a lot of layoffs for a while, and at one point, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm hesitant to tell this story, but at one point, uh, we used to call Fridays Fire Days because they would round people up and uh, and uh, just like fire. And it's like, all right, it's, just, it's fire day. You know, you're going to 
people are going to re- get rounded up in the comments room, get let go. Then we're going to go all um, have a beer at Mike's Pub, which we'll talk about here in a bit. Um, I remember one fire day, my boss came by, walked by my desk and was like, hey, uh, I just got called in the conference room. And he handed me like a stack of discs and was like, don't let them have these. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And I just like took this stack of discs and Whoa. put them in my desk. Uh, and yeah, sure enough, he went into the conference room and he was fired. And then like the next Monday, so like the weekend passed. And then that Monday, his boss which was now my boss, came by my desk, was like, hey, have you seen these discs I'm looking for? You know, your boss should have had them. I was like, no, I have no idea what you're talking about. Is it not in his desk? No, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Do you know what they were? Yeah, it was. <laughs> Is this something you can say? Yeah, it was It was some installation discs for some, it, like no one else would have needed them, right? It was right. just like, it was like my department. Some installation discs for uh, like our, enterprise software that like kind of ran everything in the in the company like if anybody needed them it would have been me like i was the one who was in charge of that uh i think he my boss just wanted to be a pain in the ass to his boss and like make him worry about knowledge that was lost i had them i knew where they were um if anything ever came up i i I could easily use them and fix whatever needed to be fixed but i kept those in my (laughs) in my desk for the whole time until I eventually quit and I, I handed her back over. Like, here you go. If you if you had never quit, do you think you'd still be there in that little fortress? No, they're not in that building anymore. Uh, they're, they're not, you'd have to build a new fortress. <laughs> they're, they're not in Austin. They're not in Austin. Right? They relocated their headquarters. I never I never understood why their headquarters was here. Um, Wasn't there, didn't, didn't their CEO live here? Yeah. Something? Yeah. I guess that's why. His, uh, I think, his, <laughs> I've worked, like I said, I worked IT and his, you know, we had rules as far as passwords and, you know, security and whatnot. His password was CEO. Jesus Christ. And we could never get him to change it. And he had it on a post-it note on his monitor mm-hmm. in case he forgot. Oh, no. It wasn't in case he forgot. It's so his secretary could log into his computer and read him his email if he was out of the office. Um, and <laughs> it, was, it was just one thing after another. And we tried so hard to get him to change that, do anything. No. No password CEO. Like we know, we know, we know, <laughs> we know, dude. Did he do it where it was like a capital C and no, then a lowercase? It was all lowercase, oh, lowercase CEO. <laughs> uh, the unguessable password. Oh my god! They eventually. Um, I don't know. Like I, I was young at the time. I don't know how all the, how the shit went down, but he was ousted uh, from the company because of that. And uh, they ended up. This was towards the end of my time there, so I, I don't know a lot about it. But um, they ended up moving the headquarters out of Austin to, I want to say it was like Indianapolis, someplace. I thought it was San Antonio. No, no, no. San Antonio was one of our sites, but okay. the head, they moved the headquarters back up to Indianapolis because the new CEO was from Indianapolis. <laughs> like, I guess right. the company follows wherever the CEO's from. Um, and uh, at one point, they had like a big meeting up there, flew a bunch of people out, fired them, and then canceled their return tickets. <laughs> <laughs> so they were stranded up there. Man, you talk about a fucking shitty place to work. That is a that's malicious, man. It was it was bad. It was real bad. Oh, but anyway, uh, going back a, a few steps, uh, whenever people would get fired, uh, we'd go. There's a, there was a place right right down the street over here called Mike's Pub, and uh, on Fridays we would always uh, hang out there. It was like a it was a really weird little restaurant that was in a parking garage. With really poor signage. I want to say they had one sign outside, but you had to like go in a door, go up a staircase, open an unmarked door, and that's where Mike's Pub was. Yeah, it was like right. If you go right, there's car, there's parking spots, and then left in like you said, a nondescript door that really didn't have any. There might have been like a UT logo on it or yeah. something. Uh, you go in, and then it's this dive, dive of a little burger restaurant. Yeah, uh, that was perfect in every way. When our office was here. Uh, on Congress, we used to eat there all the time too. Yeah, you know, I was going to ask you a question. Um, what do you think is the restaurant we ate at the most down here? Well, we worked down here for what three years, something like that, three and a half years. And and God, we, one episode in the hideout's not going to be enough to cover that time period <laughs> for sure. But um, probably the most formative period of time in the history of Rooster Teeth. Like a lot of our pillars, a lot of pillars of the company were founded 
just next door to where we are right mm-hmm. now. Podcasting, broadcast, Achievement Hunter, uh, Ruby, uh, Monty's level of animation. A lot of that stuff all happened right there in that moment. Uh, the, the bulk of our commercial work mm-hmm. was done in that time as well. Um, but wh- what do you think? Uh, Mike's Pub is definitely up there because I know they would have like the chop. They would have like the chop brisket day, and that was, was that once a week. Great chili cheeseburgers. They great oh, they had that chili. Philly cheesesteak too. The Philly cheesesteak, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I know we'd eat there all I think the that time. Was on Tuesday. But what do you think is the restaurant we ate at more than any, anywhere else? Uh, Mike's Pub would be up there. Um, oh man, it, for me in my memory, the places we always ate at were Mike's Pub. Um, What's that place called right over here? Ro- Roaring Fork? Roaring Fork. We Roaring had a Fork. ton. And we would walk over, if we had time, we would walk over to the Whole Foods. Yeah. And eat at the Whole Foods. Um, those are the places I remember eating at the most. Let me throw a few more at you. Uh, we would go to Frank all the time. Oh, uh, yeah. We would go to Frank, yeah. We would go to Frank. It was like in the heyday of Frank, right? And actually, we would go to the place before Frank. It was called like Starlight or Starlight, something like that. Yeah. And then we would go there, and then when they rebranded, we just kept going to Frank because it was even better. Uh, I feel like we went to the Belmont probably more than Oh, the, I forgot about the yeah, Belmont. I think the yeah. Belmont was probably the place we went to the single most yeah. out of any of those places. Uh, and then uh, Hat Creek, uh, the original trailer. You know, it's funny you say that. You're talking about Hat Creek reminds me, we used to also go to the original Torchies. Oh, yeah. That was down yeah, here. we did. Matt was a fucking Torchies fanatic. Yeah, the original Torchies trailer was right by Star Bar uh, and what's now Little Woodrow's. Uh, and Hat, the Hat Creek trailer was right there too. So you yeah. go and you could either pick up uh, Torchies or Hat Creek, which were both starting. Those I think I think those were both of their original locations. Uh, I could I be wrong so, about yeah. that, but I think I think that's where. They Does started. Hat Creek have a lot of locations now? I know they have yeah. one on the Domain and one on Burnett. They've got they've got like I'm I'm probably gonna guess wrong. I want to say they have like six or seven. Dude, at this point they have such good tater tots. Yeah, at Hat Creek they are so goddamn good. I feel like tater tots don't get a, enough love in the world Agreed. in general. Uh, how are we doing on time? Uh, we're 16 minutes. We've only been going for 16 minutes? Yeah, what are you, yeah, what yeah. Are you talking about? Oh, just, we're, we're just going, going for a while. I no. just want to make sure we weren't running out of time because I know they... No, 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 no. no they, were, they, were, they were very nice to... Uh, we, we walked in and <laughs> asked if we could use the theater without uh, any heads up to the hideout, and they were very, very gracious. And they said yes, it. because... Uh, they remember Gus. The woman uh, who used to own this place remembered Gus. Yep, she... She's she's working here. She, she remembered our time here. We we, I, I can tell you hands down the place we got the coffee from the most was the hideout. Yeah, it was, right, it was right next to our office, and we used to come in here all the time. I mean, multiple times a day, getting coffee. Well, it was literally like downstairs from us. Yeah, you know, and it, it, it couldn't have been more convenient. And that was a time when, let's see, back then there would have been there were two Starbucks, right? They were across the street from each other. There was the one at Sixth and Congress, and there was the one up over here. There at were like three Starbucks. There was then the 10. one on the other side of Congress as well. Oh right, yeah, there were three. Yeah. Uh, then there was Little City, which I think has been gone for a while yeah, now. Yeah. And then the Hideout. Mm-hmm. Hideout was definitely the best of the bunch. Yeah. Although a Little City was charming as well. Yeah. Um, I remember we, uh, you know, we used to come here all the time. When we, you know, the fir- I want to say the first live action thing we filmed was those Captain Dynamic videos. Mm-hmm. You know, where we had uh, Ed from the Bare Naked Ladies. You know, out. that's another thing I, I didn't mention in the pillar. Live action filming yep. began here. Yeah. And I remember that day we were filming, you know, Ed came down, you know, tried on the Captain Dynamic suit and we came here to get coffee. And he was so in love with that suit and the character. He stood out on Congress in front of the hideout while we were getting coffee, like in character, talking to people and like going up to them, pretending he was like captain dynamic in real life like he was really embracing the character and really getting into it like people walking down the street were just like who the hell is this guy? He, you know i'm sure people were trying to avoid him thinking he was like trying to shake him down for money or like pose for photos or something he's like no that's <laughs> that's ed from the bare naked ladies in a weird costume wanting to talk to you on congress ed was and i assume continues to be one of the coolest motherfuckers on earth mm-hmm I love that guy so much. I haven't talked to him in years, but such a such a lovely dude who's up for anything. Yeah. And also very charismatic. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and way better looking than us, for sure. <laughs> anything <laughs> else? <laughs> we, uh, that office next door, I'm, I'm thinking, uh, like talking about Captain Dynamic made me think about filming in that office and what a nightmare it was. Yeah. Because... 
the there were nonstop. First of all, there were from an audio perspective, there were nonstop buses up we, and down we Congress. We bitched about that train in Buda so much, and we replaced it with sirens yeah. and buses constantly. And the facade, like that building, was built to look like one of these old historic buildings on Congress, but it wasn't. You yeah. know, it was built in God, maybe the fifties or the sixties. Maybe even maybe in the seventies. It's not. It was not like a super super old building or yeah. anything. And uh, the windows that faced Congress had no insulation in them. They were like the air would just go right in or right out. So you could hear the buses clear as day. And in the summer, it let the heat in, like there was nothing there. It's like you were standing outside. And the AC never worked. And the AC never worked. We we at one point called an AC repair company out here to look at the AC, and. Um, you know, uh, the way to get out there is like you have to go through the bathroom, open the window, get out onto the roof, uh, and then because that's where the unit was, the AC repair guy goes out there. He's out there for a while and comes back in. He's like, "Yeah, your your AC is totally dead. You're gonna need to put a new AC there. We need to get a permit. We need to close a lane of traffic. We need to get a crane oh to uh, yeah take the old air conditioner off the roof. Gonna have to put the new air conditioner up there. Gotta order it. It's gonna be, you know super super expensive. And we're all like, fuck. And then you know we're like, well. Let's get a second opinion just to be safe. Call another company. New company comes out. You know, dude crawls out the window, goes out to the roof, and then like almost immediately comes back in. He's like, "Hey, um, why don't you come with me?" And I went. I, I think I think all of us went out there. I know I was out there. Uh, and uh, you know, he we walk out there, to, you know, to where the air conditioner is, and he he like points at it and he goes, "Look, uh, I want you all. I wanted someone out here just to show you. Uh, this thing hasn't been opened in years." Whatever guy you called before didn't even bother taking the cover off of this. Uh, he's like, I, I haven't looked at it yet. I don't know what's in there, but I just want to show you. It's this very clearly has not been opened in years. And he unscrews it, you know, opens it up. He's like, Oh yeah, look, this is just like a two hundred dollar fix. You just got to replace a couple of parts in here. This air conditioner's fine. Yeah, he just like swapped out some parts, you know, put the cover back on, and then the air conditioner started blowing cold. Yeah, the, the Q narrator. It was not in fact fine. Uh, <laughs> it was it, it, never but, fine. It but, broke every three weeks. But. It was a fix that allowed it to work for a little yes, while longer. Yes, it was. The, the other guy was full of utter dog shit. Yeah, but we used to have to get these. Uh, we used to have to get these big, like, like portable AC units you could buy at Home Depot, and we had like one in every room. And they would kind of help at least move like the stagnant air around. But then, because it was the era of live action filming was beginning, anytime we had to shoot, we had to shut everything down, and it would just get like it gets so hot upstairs in the summer in this poorly insulated with, building with a with, bunch of computers with a bunch of computers on. It would be a hundred degrees in here, and we there would just be weeks where we would work with it like mm-hmm. that until we could get like whatever ramshackle repair to the the AC I, they were I, able to finagle i remember at one point we were filming something and there was like the lighting was like track lighting on the ceiling we were filming something and um someone looked up and was like is that smoke is there haze or is there smoke like wafting in front of those lights at the ceiling and we we're like i don't know it looks like smoke we're like you smell smoke? Is there smoke here? Do we need to call the fire department? <laughs> so we called the fire department. <laughs> I was about to say, is this the day that the fire department came? Yes, the fire department came. And I guess as a little bit of backstory here, uh, Jason found that office for us on Craigslist. Much and, like all of my houses. Yeah, and <laughs> it was listed as available for as a studio for someone to live in. Uh, and we were running a business out of there with a lot of people and a lot of computers and extension cords running crisscross everywhere. Cause like with the, the way that these eight portable ACs were set up, you couldn't draw too much power from any one circuit mm-hmm. breaker. So it's like we had to balance everything to not trip any breakers. So the fire department shows up like a couple of fire firemen walk up the stairs to our building and like immediately they're just like looking at all of the electrical wiring on the ground and like following it to the walls and looking everywhere. And they were like, what are you doing here? Like, Oh yeah. I, <laughs> well, someone had to be like, "Yeah, I live here. My friends are just hanging out," <laughs> and they like look around. They like have their you know their temperature gun and you know whatever equipment they have, and they're like, "Well, there's no active fire. There's no fire anywhere. There's no heat." There's no act- well, there's no active fire. But uh, we have some concerns about the electrical in here. We're like, "Oh, great, great. There's no fire. Great, great, great. Uh, thanks, thanks for coming out." <laughs> like kind of <laughs> trying to rush them out as quickly as possible once they assured <laughs> us we weren't going to die. Oh my god! <laughs> oh man. Uh, that was uh yeah it was a uh, it was definitely a nerve wracking thing uh like being there uh and and running the business out of that space which you know that building or the, yeah that used to be a Wendy's 
And <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, it was a Wendy's. It was a Wendy's, and you like, guys worked out of a Wendy's? No, no, no. When we were there, Sir, it was a pita pit. Be a Wendy's. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. What the? Fuck? So it used to be a Wendy's. In fact, when I used to work downtown in my other company, we would eat at this Wendy's every now and then. And uh, for some reason, they had it upstairs. Like you could order your food and everything downstairs, and if the downstairs seating was too full, you would walk up some stairs in yeah, the restaurant. Wendy. Yeah, it's upstairs. Not the, it's not the hardest thing to imagine. And, uh, it's, uh, it's, and all the bathrooms are upstairs. Okay. And yeah. It was a Wendy's full of bathrooms. Yeah. Like, and so yeah. So the the pita place came in, uh, leased the place, and renovated the downstairs to be a pita restaurant, and we renovated the upstairs to be uh, our studio. You split and, a Wendy's? <laughs> yeah, we, did, we split a Wendy's. And Jeff is not kidding the almost the entire upstairs for our studios used to be a bathroom it was like all urinals and toilets everywhere there with were a tiny dining area there were eight stalls oh my god and i don't even remember how many urinals we don't maybe even, four we don't have that many now yeah. yeah there were eight fucking like door shutting stalls and that's what became actually that's what became the red versus blue office yes. like the men's bathroom i think yeah we we reduced it down to one toilet and one shower yeah uh, in in what used to be the women's room right turned the front half of the women's room into the kitchen yes and then the whole left we just got rid of the men's room altogether and it made it the the rooster teeth yeah there was like booth the vo and, booth and yeah. then red versus blue production back there we did some live action shorts back there if you ever saw that live action short about the world cup or soccer we filmed that one back there where like people keep faking injuries and yeah i think nathan zellner kept coming in and giving people yellow and red cards <laughs> uh so that's timely the world cup's coming back soon Great. <laughs> go go check that video out. Go check out a yeah, fifteen-year-old we'll, video. Yeah, like, we'll, we'll repost that one from two thousand seven. All right, cool. It what, what year was that? It might have been. It is around then. Yeah. Jesus, uh, what a wild time. I don't know about you. I'm a big fan of user manuals. Whenever getting like a new electronic or new something, uh, before I even like unwrap it or you know even try to set it up, I love flipping through the manual uh, to learn exactly how everything works, what all the buttons do, all the ins and outs of it. Unfortunately, life does not come with a user manual. I, I wish it did, but it doesn't. But in place of a user manual, perhaps maybe uh, you could talk to BetterHelp to learn about online therapy and uh, use that to help you out. It's, it's like the next best thing to a manual, right? Because, you know, like I said, life doesn't come with a manual. So when it's not working for you, it's normal to feel stuck. Uh, navigating any of life's challenges can make you feel unsure, whether it's a career change, a new relationship, becoming a parent. Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills, which makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of the complex engine called you. BetterHelp has connected over 3 million people with licensed therapists. It's convenient and accessible anywhere, 100% online. I think it's great uh, learning some, like, some skills to better cope or understand yourself. I think it's really amazing how destigmatized therapy has become and uh, how it's 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 okay to know to when you need to go talk to someone uh, for help or an outside perspective. As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online, plus it's affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. If things are not clicking, you can easily switch to new therapist anytime. Couldn't be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash anma. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Anma. Let me ask you this, because you guys were, when we were driving here, uh, Gus definitely maneuvered through a parking lot. Um, and then it was all, mostly uh, talk the whole time of, don't miss this. Don't miss coming down here to work down here. Don't yeah. do not miss doing this. Uh, how was it? Because you saw Austin change a lot, I would assume, while you were down here. What was that like sort of being in really the center of the, this is Congress. The capital of the fucking state is yeah. six blocks up. Like, how was that seeing everything change around here sort of in your time here? And then when you guys moved out, I think we were here for the best of it. Yeah, I think we, I would, I would hesitate to use the word best. Okay. I think we were here at a major inflection point is okay. how I would phrase it. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Just because at the time we were here, the frost bank tower existed and the Austonian was under construction. Yeah. I think the Austonian finished right after we moved out from here. Yeah. And it, the wasn't, it wasn't done when we moved out. The Austonian, I felt like, was the beginning of a rush of really tall buildings getting built downtown. Because for a long time, the Austin skyline was really squat. Yeah. I, I would. I guess when I was referring it to as the best of it, I just mean that like we were in Austin when at the period of time when Austin was exploding. And so it was crowded 
but it wasn't like it is even now. Like now it's just like, and honestly, it just feels like a busy city. Like, like I'd go to any city and I'd have this kind of level of traffic. It's just, a, it's a bit shocking f- coming from a time when like Gus and I could decide we were going to go drink at Casino El Camino on a Friday night and literally park in front of Casino yeah. El Camino, which seems ridiculous. But I mean, it was just like, Austin was a small enough city back then that you could just go to the place where you were going to and there was a place for you to stop your car and it didn't cost anything uh, because there just wasn't that much traffic. But so we were, we were down here when like, for instance, South by exploded. Like South by was, it, I mean, I went to the my first South by was ninety six, I think, for music. But so it it had, it had been around for a while. But it was when it, like corporate money came in yeah. and it started making like three hundred million dollars a year for the city. And it was it was that time when uh, every coffee shop and gas station and parking lot had live bands going and free beer. And then there was it was also right that time when there was the immediate local counter protest to it, where they had all the anti South by shows yeah. that had. Uh, bands playing in parking lots with free beer. And so it was just a period of time when if you would go outside in Austin, it felt like a party. You know, there was just like free booze everywhere. Uh, There was always uh, concerts or there was always some sort of an event happening. And it just felt like it was in the growth period before it became unmanageable, before people really got sick of it, uh, before before people really started to rebel against it. Yeah. Um, It's funny how there's always that, it, that counter programming, that counter event. Yeah. Like Sundance had Slam, Slam Dance, uh, South by. I can't remember the names of the other festivals that were on here at the time. But you're right. Like there were like long periods where it's like, despite the fact we're in an entertainment district with a ton of bars, you could go days without paying for a drink. Like you could just like walk around yeah. like event to event, just getting free beer and booze everywhere. And we would just like during South by, especially, we'd be like, all right, I'm just gonna walk down the street. And so, you know, see how quickly I can get drunk. Yeah, we would take like we just like at three in the afternoon, just go. Let's take a break and just go walk down Sixth Street, and you would just walk into bar to bar, get your free drinks, and then go back and hammer out another scene for RVB or whatever the fuck we were doing. So you you talked about how every coffee shop you know had bands and events and whatnot, including this one, including this one, which made uh, it very hard to work sometimes. I, I wanted to point out uh, on Rooster Teeth and one of the comments for our previous episode. Someone said that they had their mind blown because their brother had just subbed in as a drummer for Four on the Floor. Oh, week, really? The week no before, uh, yeah, our our episode came no out. Way. Yeah, hell yeah, Four <laughs> on the Floor. Uh, and that was right next door where the hotel That's is. So now. cool. That's wild. So, what like what a small world that the <laughs> the band's still around. You, you, Eric, you found it uh, online. You found their page, and yeah, they're. I mean, Dude, one of our listeners' brothers uh, was just uh, drumming for Four on the Floor. Right, but that's all you can do on Four on the Floor. So he's just in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's not playing guitar for Four on the Floor. It's just something to think about. There was also a period of time when we worked down here when Gus and I were were trying to be adventurous about where we would eat because you get into patterns where you're like, I don't fucking eat. I love Mike's Pub, but goddamn. Uh, and we should also mention, by the way, Megan Castro, who used to work at Rooster Teeth. Mm-hmm. We've told this story on podcast before. She worked at Mike's Pub, and before we ever knew her, and so when she got hired at Rooster Teeth, she was like, "You guys look." familiar yeah. and we were like you also look familiar and then we realized that she worked uh, at my club yeah we had frequented her establishment tons um but there was a it was a period of time when gus and i tried to be more experimental or, or more adventurous with our eating and we would go on like longer walks to go to lunch uh just to break patterns and it, i feel like in that period of time it, it bears remembering that gus saw just had this string of accidentally seeing naked homeless people what it was, it was it was it was nonstop. I couldn't. It could not be avoided. Every time we'd leave, Gus would be like, "Today is the day I don't see homeless boobs." Ah, oh, damn it! It was a super thing, man, on Rooster Teeth. Um, yeah, I don't know what the what the deal was. Uh, it was it's like just walking down the street, or or it's, it's maybe like Eric said, like we're kind of in the thick of it here. Yeah. Like this is a very much a nexus. Oh yeah. And there was a a long run. I also. Man, remember one time, I think you were walking with me, weren't you, Jeff? Like, we saw, uh, like, two homeless people having sex, like, right up against the side of a building. It was on the way to Corriente to get fucking, yeah, <laughs> to yeah. get lunch, yeah. Yeah, you were, you were there. It was, uh... They were going at it. Yeah, they were really going at it. It was, uh... Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like you'd see that in Austin now, right? You just aren't here. It was just, yeah, yeah but it was just like, it was just Gus specifically. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, was, it was always me. Very, always targeted at him. I, I don't know what it was, but um, I also you know, had very aggressive people. I think in, in general, very aggressive people, not just necessarily 
uh, homeless. But I remember we kind of briefly talked about that one time we had the showing at the draft house and that dude tried to fight me yeah. as we were walking over to Fado, even though I did nothing. I was literally just walking down the street. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what it is. I got... I think people think they can take me on. <laughs> I'm kind of a, a well, nerdy, were, shrimpy, uh, skinny, tall guy. There were, de- there were not so skinny anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely had like a kick me sign on you at all yeah. times. There were so many like colorful characters working uh, in and around downtown at, at that time period that I really, I really loved. You know, obviously the the Leslies, and we've talked about mm-hmm. uh, Billy, and uh, but also my favorite of all time was the core pirate. Like, oh, yeah, that's a character that made its way into Achievement Hunter and to wrestling and stuff. But it was based off of this guy who always wore a three piece suit and was just like looked rich and classy as fuck. Like, he probably owned a law firm and he had a fucking eye patch. And he was just like a cool old dude. We would see him all the time. It was so fucking cool. Double wins or not with a fucking eye patch. And he was always like talking to like tattooed kids. And he just seemed like the coolest old dude ever. And so I, I used to call him the core pirate. And then we made a whole character out of him. Uh, yeah, that was like yeah, that was like right he, right down over there, sixth in Congress. You'd see that dude he all the fucking the time. Block. He, he, yeah, he looked successful as hell. There were so many, there were so many awesome people you, like that. You know how you could tell like when someone buys like an off the shelf suit versus when someone has a suit made specifically yeah. for them and yeah. their measurements. This dude had numerous, like everything was like perfectly tailored on this dude. Yeah, like it just really, really, really well dressed. Do you remember? Or I'd be interested to hear your take on. Do you remember why we left downtown? Or what is your memory of why we decided to leave? Um, I, we just we needed space. It was that was a big part of it. Yeah. I remember it being space and also parking. Yeah. <laughs> I remember Bernie being furious, and I, I get it, rightly so, because and and it was we were growing, we we were running out of space to put the people we were hiring, but also, uh. By the time we left here, we were paying something like twice as much in parking as we were in rent. Well, that being said, our rent was ridiculous. Our rent was stupid cheap yeah, for that very, building. Yeah, our, because our it was, was very cheap. It was upstairs. I think they were shocked that anybody wanted to rent it out to begin with. It yeah. was not a great spot. Cause like I said, it was on Craigslist as like a place to live. needed to be renovated. I want to say our rent was $2,000 a month. Oh, my God. Uh, Do you remember all the places spot? we yeah. didn't rent to rent that place? Yeah. <laughs> there were so many cooler places we could have gone. <laughs> what were what were some of the other places? It's a lot of buildings that don't exist anymore. A lot of buildings oh, that really? have been torn down. There was a basement place that had a theater in it over on 5th Street we looked at. There was a bunch of, like, where all the law firms are, like, oh, like yeah. around, like, West, West 6th, and, like, West 6th, that area. Mm-hmm. Uh, on like San Jacinto West, San Antonio, those streets, there were some really gorgeous places. There was a place uh, that's a restaurant now that was way up on West 6th that uh, I think it's Nightcap now hmm. uh, or one of those restaurants. Uh, we, we were really close. On that oh, one. I do remember that place. Yeah. yeah. There was, uh, but there, I mean, you're, like across from El Arroyo. You're really romanticizing a lot of these places, by the way. That, by the way, that day is the only time I've ever eaten at El Arroyo. I've eaten there twice. We went and looked at that place, and, and then, then one other time. We went ate at El Arroyo. I was like, "Why does anyone eat here?" Fucking super mediocre. Yeah, you're romanticizing this search and all of these places because there were a lot of shitholes too. There were a lot of shitholes. There no, was that building sure. over on like East Fifth that had a dirt floor. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. Yep. You're right. <laughs> there was uh, that building down on South Congress that was. I think we talked about this one already. Uh, it's not there anymore. That was just like filled with uh, people who were strung out. Yes. Uh, like people squatters. Uh, yeah, where we had to like, <laughs> there, yeah, were, there, there were just mattresses yeah. and needles on the floor. Yeah, yeah, there was a uh, that place was not great. There was another place I want to say over by GNS Lounge. Yeah, uh, like yeah. right off of South First, just south of Old Torf. It was that was building that building was too small. I think it's a vet office now. I think that building is still there. There was another place just south of Ben White over in that area too. That oh. We looked at for a while. There was yeah that place I remember we came close to, but we realized that like. The next building over housed hazardous chemicals, yep. Yep. and like they had like all kinds of signs that if there was an explosion to run away, <laughs> yep. that like poisonous gases could be uh, released. No, for sure there were a ton of shitholes. I just remember there were a lot of like, I just remember it was a tough choice because there were a lot of really interesting places. Yeah, and I always wonder like how different the trajectory of things would have been had we picked a different spot. I think this was a, a great spot. Um, oh, it was. It was f- so much character. I th- yeah, I think it really suited us well until you know we had to move over. We really by the by the end we were just so packed yeah. in that office. There was no space. It was and it was a mishmash of cables. We had you know we said like we said we had to balance our power needs because we were constantly tripping breakers. Uh, the ACs couldn't keep up. 
Um, and we didn't want to go through another summer again. Yeah, it was it was really brutal. Oh, there was something else I was going to say there. Um, AC, shit, there was something. Oh, whatever. Um, there, there, there was just no room to get anything else done. And if we were going to even add, like even when Monty came in and started, you know, working with us, like there was no space for him. We had yeah. to like rearrange things like crazy to even carve out a little bit of space for him to sit yeah, down and have a to, desk. We had to give up the conference room so that he could have a uh, mocap space. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, yeah, there was just, that's crazy. It was just, it was just impossible. There was no space at yeah. all in there. Uh, but yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was, despite all the, the downsides, it was a, it was a good spot. Oh, it was, it was wonderful. It was like every one of those things that made it annoying is what made it great too, you know? And I, <laughs> but, I feel like it, it became a character. Yeah. I wonder how much, uh, like rose tinted glasses and nostalgia plays with that. <laughs> if oh, we were I'm still sure working there, how I'm much sure shit would we be talking about? Oh, it? I was about to ask, could yeah. you imagine working downtown? Like what you, like what we just went through to get here? I, like, well, I thought, and also just like, do you know how many times a fucking day somebody tried to walk into our office? Looking, oh yeah, looking, yeah. Looking we talked about that. To eat a pita. Yeah, yeah. Gus the, was talking about people just slamming like, on the door. On up here? And, yeah. yeah, it's like who the fuck are you? Mm -hmm. like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't imagine walking up to like a door that says "Do not enter" and trying to like bang on it and try to get in. They were like, like oh, that, all, that applies were, to everyone else but me. There were attempted break-ins a bunch. I remember like we'd yeah. come into work on a Monday and our back door would be all mangled and fallen off. Or that gate place. across the front would be like torn Smashed down. Up. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, it was such a pain that for a long time I would take the bus to work down here because I lived uh, really conveniently uh, on a bus line. And I would take the bus here and then the bus home. That was, gr that was really great because I could, you know, just like relax on the bus for a little bit and not have to worry about the stress of driving and parking. But our hours were so erratic and we would work so late that lots of times like the bus wasn't running by the time I wanted right. to go oh, home. Then it was just, it just was untenable. Um, but one thing you did mention is uh, the Dillos used to run at that time. Yeah. Uh, which was like a free extension of the bus system. And they would just run on a loop down 6th, down Congress, uh, and at 6th and 5th. So you go in either direction. And just like you would just be walking down the street like, oh, look, there's a Dillo. Just, just hop on. It, hop looks, on. it was just like a free bus. You what could, the fuck is a Dillo? It looks like a trolley. Like, like San Francisco trolley. Oh, but it was a bus. Like they just put like it, a trolley facade on. And it had bus. like an armadillo on it. Was the logo? So they called it the Dillo, and it was free. And it would just go up and down, like like from South Congress up to the Capitol, and turn around and go back all oh, day long. Was and it then, like a tourist thing, or was it just like a like a service thing the city did? Like what? I think they never figured it out, and that's why it went away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this for? Uh... It was great because Gus and I could hop on the sixth one and go down to Nows and eat lunch. It, by the way. Fucking pour one out for now. Is now it's closing. Yeah, you know, that's sad. Uh, or you just like hop on it and go down and eat at like South Congress Cafe or whatever, and like just hop, come back and hop back. It was, it was awesome. It was free. And then I, I feel like I feel like I would, Gus and I were intimidated by it at first, yeah. and then we we figured it out and we fell in love with it, and then immediately they canceled it. <laughs> yeah, I think they were like, "Wait a minute, uh, <laughs> Gus and Jeff and Jason are having way too much fun with this thing." We're we're busing people. Around. We're a bus company that's busing people around for free. <laughs> Uh yeah, it was um it was good times. Those have been gone for a long time now. I saw one of them get turned into like a food trailer for barbecue uh, place or something. Yeah, a Dillo food trailer for barbecue. Yeah, I think so. Hmm. Is it called the Dillo? Is it? I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know. I don't, maybe. Huh. Let's just go with yes. I love it. Um, we're at forty minutes, but here's the thing: I do I don't want to take this room yeah, for a super long a time. Going should, on. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so we should kind of uh, ski daddle here in a second. But um, any guesses? Oh, actually, you know what? Let's talk about the coffee. Go ahead. Um, I was going to jump straight to guesses, but let's talk about the coffee. Uh, yeah, let's let's talk about the coffee. I uh, had, I got the drip. I, a cup of coffee. I got to say, uh, I think it's impossible for me to be objective about the coffee here. So exactly uh, what Jeff was saying. Yeah, yeah like it's. Um, it is so ingrained through so many years and such uh, like big milestones in my life that I will always love the coffee here. Like it always triggers those memories and brings me back to that time uh, being here. And these people were kind of like family to us. I mean, yeah. it, it, literally like the family members of the owners interned at, at Rooster Teeth at a time. Yeah, we were we were like, catching up, you know, when we were waiting for the coffee. Uh, and so uh, like Gus, like there is so like as an as as nostalgic. Uh, it's the biggest tin of tin I've ever had yeah. for a nostalgic cup of iced coffee. That's and, what I'll say. Yeah, and she was mentioning that during RTX, a bunch of people come here yeah. uh, and get coffee here. I think that's that's so cool. That's so great that you know people support uh, a local business like this. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. It, you, and you wouldn't know by looking at it. It says like, hey, we're an improv theater. And you walk in and you go, no, you're not. 
go all the way to the back. Yeah. And it there, definitely is. It, there's what, seven rows of seats here? This is like a decent, I've been to way smaller improv theaters in LA. Yeah. To, to see probably way worse improv. <laughs> it is, man, improv is so hit and miss. Uh, but boy, when it misses, it makes me want to die in my seat. <laughs> and it's one of those, it's one of those, uh, places that's open till like two or three in the morning. Yeah. Too, yeah. So, you know, it's a cool spot. And awesome. like, I think moon tower comedy festival does like a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. here. And, mm-hmm. um, we did, we did something here that I pretty, it's like an RTP thing or something that was like a really small engagement piece that we just mm-hmm. did it like these seats and it was really cool. And I'd, I'd love to come back here and do more stuff. This is just great. Yeah. yeah. It's a great spot. So. Been here, been here a long time. Like I said, I, I used to come here back when I worked at the old place before rooster teeth back in 2000. So this place, I don't, I don't, I can't imagine the hideout not being here. Yeah, check out hideout if I, you're around. I will say too, they gave it a coat of paint. It looks very nice. Yeah, it's, they, they spruced it up. Yeah. It's lovely. Uh, w- oh. Before we get to the guesses, yeah. I, I, I do one one other thing too, Gus. Uh, and I want to lead us. I did something yesterday. I went. Uh, I went somewhere I hadn't been in a very long time, and I'm happy to report the mall is back. What? I went to the mall yesterday. Like Barton Creek Mall? Barton Creek Mall. I went to the mall yesterday to walk around, and oh my God, what a vibrant world. Stores I've never heard of, but they seem to be doing very well. Tons of people at the mall. I am here to report like malls are a thing again, and I think, I was telling Eric Let's this go morning, to our reporter in the field, Jeff Ramsey. <laughs> I think we should do our next Anma, or a soon-to-be Anma, at the food court in the mall. We should. Uh, I used to live close out there, and we used to hang, we did uh, that first live stream where we live streamed video games out yeah. right by that mall. And, I used to live out there. And the EB Games right there was, or was it a GameStop? It was a GameStop. It That's where I got my Xbox. The my GameStop right there is where we would take advantage <laughs> of the seven-day return policy yeah. for well, years. That, that one in the Funko Land in Sunset Valley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Funko That's Land. Too. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we, you and I spent a lot of time in that mall. We went to a million movies yeah. in that mall. Also at the theater across the street, which is no longer there. It has like an apartment complex. There, yeah. there, is there coffee at the mall? I think there's a coffee there's shop There's got to be. And it's going to be like what, like tea leaf coffee bean? Like, is that Probably. what it is? Probably. Yeah. There's, I'm sure there's a Starbucks in there or something. Okay. We'll Jeff's our man in the mall. Ask yeah, him. I just, I'm just, I'm just surprised. <laughs> Jeff Maltman. I just, I needed to walk around yesterday and clear my head, and it was cold outside, so I thought, oh, air conditioning, uh, t- temperature controlled. Mm-hmm. That's what old ladies do. Uh, I'm kind of like an old lady, and I was just blown away that, like, the mall's back, baby. It's back. It's totally back. Uh-huh. Uh, I saw, uh, I saw somebody say that he thought he or he or she or they saw thought. That maybe the logo, the Anma name, was just uh, a representation of the Austin skyline. Ooh, that's a good guess. That's, that's really. I thought that was very. I mean, clever. that's a very cool idea. I uh, speaking of logo, this is bullshit. We I'm got still we mad got about this. A couple by of the way. shirts. Yeah, yeah, uh, we, yeah. There's three of us, and we got a couple yeah, we of get shirts. A photo of this, Eric. So here's the thing. Here's what happened. We've been waiting for these shirts. Uh, I think Tony uh, and our merch team came up with some really cool stuff, and I didn't get sent. The shirts. We have two shirts. Gus and Jeff are wearing the, um, you'll be able to see a picture of this, the Get Your Own Podcast shirt. Great Anma shirt says, has a great Anma logo on the inside. Yeah, that's where the tag um, would be. No yeah, tag, yeah, I wouldn't know. I don't have one. Um, <laughs> there's another one that is, it says Anma L Podcast. Yeah. That looks, and it's a ringer shirt, which fucking, I love it. Yeah, I love a ringer, ringer shirt. shirt. Um, and it looks like the uh, Casino El Camino logo. Yeah. Fucking awesome. I don't know when those go on sale. Probably I th- I pretty think, soon. Uh, when this episode comes out, Really? I think when this episode comes, this comes out, out Monday. Yeah, we are okay. launching these. Wow! At least that was the last I heard. Okay, I'll I'll, um, I'll work with Tony and find out. I'm uh, mad I didn't get any. Uh, had to message the team and go, "Hey, what happened?" Um, so we'll see. Yeah, I, that, that, as of as of the taping, the plan is for these to come out when this episode that you're listening to right now comes out. <sighs> well, they're cool looking shirts. Uh, I mean, get your own podcast is a very good one, and the the uh, Casino Camino looking one is awesome. Yeah, so they're great, yeah. absolutely. Um, uh, as, but um. It, 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 speaking, the, the, the talking of the logo and the skyline made me think about the shirts. I wanted to plug them real fast. Is, uh, it, is it a representation of the skyline? No. Okay. And okay. I, I I know you've been sent this a lot as well, Eric. People speculate that maybe the capitalization of the letters yeah. in the Twitter name means it's something. Not, it does not. I had nothing to do with the creation no, of that. Uh, it will not let me change the capitalization <laughs> of the name on yeah. Twitter. Yeah. I don't know why. It just will not let me and the end. Yeah. So it's not that, that. That has nothing to do with uh, it. When I put in for the name, it was capitalized all the right way. And then I got the name and I went, that's not right. <clears> and I cannot change it. Weird. I do not know why. Uh, so I saw some people, I believe on Rooster Teeth, were, mm-hmm. were um, becoming desperate about the name. And uh, feeling I like count myself among them, feeling like no progress has been made, and I feel like enough time has passed now where I can say, 
there have been some guesses that have been so fucking close. Even not just posted online, but guesses that have been told to me in episodes have been so fucking <gasps> close. And I didn't want to say anything at the time. I didn't want to say anything the week after. Uh-huh. I wanted to give a little space to breathe. Oh. What episode? I don't want to say. Oh. <laughs> that's why if you were gonna say. What, that's what why I, I gave <laughs> a little space to breathe. Uh, but there were there have been some that were Damn like. It. Man, almost that like kills ninety nine point nine percent of the way there. You son of a bitch! And I just can't. Why you look say at it. me? Because <laughs> uh, I'm too so, mad to look at him. Yeah. Here's- so so I so don't lose faith. It, it, it's it's gonna happen. I, I I'm shocked it hasn't happened. This so far. dude, if you fucking Greg this, this Greg it. This uh, is it's killing from a me. It's from a different uh, show. Uh, uh, this is killing me because I don't even know where to go from here. So, you know what I mean? So like bad. like where do you guess from? Like what do you? lead from somebody do investigations and see is what this, we've been close on like real like oh this is killing me okay here's one from kyle a nightmare adventure <laughs> no uh, nightmare man okay. is listening to the right podcast is it like when you say 99.9 percent, is it the same as if like do you like how different is saying somebody works in finance versus somebody works in accounting I would say that's pretty much the same thing. Okay, cool. So he's not Andrew. Okay. No, yeah. no, 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 no. I trust Gus. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm not. I'm not that's no, a no, no. right there. I trust Gus. I tr- <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, this is from Nick. Absolutely no meaning, actually. That's a good one, but that's, no. It's no. A very, I, I, I like that one. I like that one yeah. a lot. Um, how about, oh boy, uh, Austin Make Amends from Caleb. I don't think Austin's fighting with itself. Oh, <laughs> maybe. No, no, it definitely, it, it, definitely, it definitely is. No, 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 that's not it. Another Mexican in Austin. That's an Andrew <laughs> guess. That's not mine. That's no. a, not and from a different Andrew. <laughs> that, that, there's only one. That's me. <sighs> I got. I, I mean, that's. <sighs> I got. I got nothing else. Like I, it, you're killing me saying that we got close. That yeah. we're so close because now I don't even know where to like jump off from. Yeah, that's good. <sighs> I want to keep it vague. Gr- oh, great, cool. Well, you're doing a great fucking job. Now I got to go back and listen to old episodes. Mm. Oh, what a chore. Ugh. No, no, it's a it, it it's a wonderful journey we're all on together. I, it's gonna be like Rumpelstiltskin. Someone's you're gonna say it, and I'm gonna fucking scream and disappear. <laughs> I'm gonna be like scream and disappear. Uh, okay. Well, that's all my guesses. Um, if you want, you can uh, buy these shirts. You go to sortoutrooterteeth.com. I'm sure they. Do we are, have a link tree? Probably not. Okay. Uh, I'm sure we can set one up. Yeah. Uh, com where you can buy these shirts I, I really recommend jumping on them because I think they're great uh, and you can follow us and see the shirts at Anima Podcast on Twitter and on Instagram um, I'm so disheartened knowing that we've been close to the name and I don't know what we've been close on but it narrows it down quite a bit and uh, thank you to the fine folks at the hideout yeah. for yeah. Uh, lending us their uh, theater for 45 minutes and uh, it was great to catch up and yeah. see that the place is still thriving Absolutely. Any other parting words from you guys? What's for lunch? I don't. Well, I mean, we can go to the Wendy's, well, but d- I think d- it's shut down. Do you want to eat today, or do you want to eat in two thousand eight? Because all the restaurants we mentioned you, have closed. Did, did you ever eat at James Coney Island when it was here? Yeah. Yeah, I miss that place. Yeah. Do you remember the fucking three months that the dirty hot, the dirty water dude was outside with the yeah. movable yeah. hot dog thing? I ate at him every day. Yeah. He fucking disappeared. Every restaurant we mentioned is gone. No. Uh, Except, I mean. The Belmont's there, isn't it? No, it's not a it's not a restaurant anymore. It's a it's venue a, space. Oh. Yeah, I mean, fucking Torchies exists, but not where it did. Yeah. Hat Creek exists, but not where it did. Frank's fucking gone. It's a dinosaur. Is this still the episode? No, we're still no, we're, we're, just, done. We're, we're done. We're done. We're done. All right, bye. <laughs>